Okay, what a great song, and we love, love, love that, the promises of God. And, you know, Scripture says that, uh, not that we're faithful. <laughs> the Bible says that in First Thessalonians 5, it says, faithful is he who has called you. He will do this. And so that leads us right into what we want to talk about tonight. If you are visiting with us online tonight, and maybe you don't know who we are. My name is Mitch. I have the joy of being one of the pastors here at Redeemer City Church in Tampa, Florida. Go Buccaneers. And this is Jerome Milner. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, my name is Jerome Milner. I'm an associate pastor here along with Mitch. And we're just excited to just be here um, in our Wednesday first meetup of February. And, uh, just to chop it up and relax and just talk about what's on our mind and what's been going on in the city and what's been going on in our culture. So, yeah. Awesome. So let's start here. Let's start in Luke chapter 4. So if you've been around Redeemer City Church for any length of time, um, these are the verses that our church was born out of. It's what I believe God's kingdom coming on earth begins with. Uh, because it's Jesus speaking in Luke chapter 4. And just for context, he has just been, the Bible says at the beginning of Luke 4, filled with the Holy Spirit. And then he steps into the wilderness and literally battles spiritual warfare. He's he's literally in the presence of Satan. And Satan is tempting him. And it would be a great thing for you to read through and just watch how Jesus responds to that. But it's right after that. That verse 14 of Luke 4 says that Jesus returned to Galilee. So he leaves the wilderness. He leaves that experience. Um, But it says this. It says Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. Can I just say that for the conversation that we're having tonight, we don't have any hope. We don't have any hope to do that on our own power. And so... We want to be filled with the Spirit. We want to have the power of the Holy Spirit. If Jesus needed the Holy Spirit, how much more do we need the Holy Spirit? And so then it says that he went into the synagogues and he began to teach. And so he's now in Nazareth. And verse 18 tells us the Spirit of the Lord again is upon Jesus. And so all the ministry that we do, we want the Spirit of the Lord a part of it. We want him going before us. And then he says this, these great, eloquent, lofty, vision-up words for why Jesus Christ stepped out of heaven onto this earth to spend time with us, his creation. So think about that. The creator stepping into time and space to be with the created. And here's what he said. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. To proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind. To set at liberty, here it is, those who are oppressed. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Jesus Christ stepped out of heaven and came to earth for a very specific reason. We were broken. We are not as we're supposed to be. So he stepped out to create a way for us to be made whole. We call that shalom, peace, fullness. 
And as a result, we believe that not only was that Jesus' mission, but then when he ascended back into heaven, he looked at those disciples who were a ragtag bunch of guys. They weren't well-educated. They weren't, you know, maybe a few of them were. But for the most part, they were very average dudes. And he said, go into the whole world and preach the gospel. What is the gospel? It's good news. Our mission is to be on his mission, is to participate in bringing his kingdom on earth just as it is in heaven. And so that moves to kind of the eggs that we've put our basket in as a church in Ephesians chapter 4, right? Because in Ephesians, we're told that God can do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. And in Ephesians 4, we're told that God has given gifts to the church. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, teachers. And so that literally is probably your main job description here at Redeemer City Church is to help us mature in what we call the J-A-Pest, right? Jesus is the perfect embodiment of those things. And we want to see every – well, that's what Ephesians says, right? That we would present everybody mature in Christ. Yep. So – any thoughts on that before I kind of walk through what I think that means for Redeemer? Oh, yeah. I think um, you laid it out pretty well, the J-Pest. So Jesus, like you said, is fully embodied. He's fully an apostle, fully a prophet, fully teacher, fully evangelist, fully shepherd. And, and so we think about Jesus is all of those, and he fulfills all of those, and then he gives those to us. Like, what a blessing, right? What a blessing to live out that purpose we all have a purpose, and we're all part of that story. We're all part of his body because his gifts went out to everyone. So now we want to mature in those gifts. So, yeah, you're spot on. love it. So you and I talk a lot about this, and with other people we talk a lot about this, but that's an amazing vision, right? Mm-hmm. Like that God, the God of the universe, the guy who created mm-hmm. everything that we see would – Bring to us these gifts and say, use them for my glory in the church and in the city, right? And even from the Old Testament, Isaiah and Jeremiah, they, they would write, seek the welfare of the city. God's people are always strangers in their cities. Mm-hmm. We're strangers here in Tampa. Mm-hmm. But God chooses to use, 1 Corinthians one twenty seven, the weak things of the world to shame the strong. And so we're his plan. That should scare all of us, right? It's How awesome. short we fall, right? But it is. It's amazing that the Holy Spirit wants to fill us, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, with power to be his witness. And so what does that mean for Redeemer City Church? We just want to continue to paint this vision of where we're going as a church, where we believe God wants to take the church. Because that's what we're told, to pray for anything in his name, and he'll do it. So if we're aligned with his will, God says, I'm going to do that. For you. I'm going to do that in your midst. And so for Tampa Heights, the way we think about that and what we want to invite you to think about with us tonight is what does that look like? What does it what does it look like to proclaim good news to the poor, to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed? We could unpack that for a long time. But here's the bottom line. We really believe that Jesus wants to transform Tampa Heights. Amen. What would it look like if God's kingdom 
came to Tampa, to Tampa Heights, to Redeemer City Church, just as it is in heaven. We around here say it would be a redeemed city. God would take those broken parts and redeem them and make them whole. And so that is the goal, if you will, of why we do what we do. That's the why behind everything that we do. So we say, love God, sugar news, serve the city. Vision up, vision in, vision out. But that's the why. The why behind the reason that you come here every Sunday and celebrate the goodness of God and the grace of God. The why behind you getting in a city group. The why behind you sharing your faith at work. The why behind you, and we can go on and on and on. All those things we talk about doing start in this place that we're his plan of redeeming, of transforming Tampa Heights. And so here's what Jerome and I have been led and felt called to pray for, is that over this year that we would see a hundred more apest mature Christians become Christians or join us on that mission in Tampa Heights. So to do that, we want you to pray with us. Prayer is not passive. Prayer is active in the kingdom of God. And we want to build that culture because we believe that prayer is the language of the kingdom. So if God's going to bring his kingdom on earth, we better be about it, right? Jerome's going to talk about that in a second. But um, we want to invite you into that place where you would not just be a renter at Redeemer City Church, a renter in the kingdom of God, but that you'd be a family member, that you'd be an owner, that you would own what God's called us to do. And so would you pray about that with us? Would you then act in faith with us? On that, because here's here's the reality. I think every single one of us probably know two or three of those people that God wants to bring into our body and then mature in Christ and then reproduce themselves in the city. That's exciting. And so that's the why behind everything we do. Here's the problem. (laughs) There's always a problem is that we're people. You know, Jesus prayed that we would be one. And that's really difficult. And Jerome, one of the things that I want all of us to learn and to learn from you about right now is just some of the values that we have here at Redeemer City Church. Because as you all know, this month is Black History Month. Mm -hmm. And so we want to lean in. We want to educate ourselves. We want to learn about the things that we've done wrong as a society, as a culture. And then what I love is, you know, when we say serve the city – we say that we want to do three things. We want to celebrate what's good because God's always there. There's good happening, even in our racial reconciliation. It might be slim, <laughs> but we can Slow find moving, it. Slow moving, but it's working. We can we're, find it. We're doing it. Um, so we want to celebrate that good. But then we also draw near to the broken. That That is an integral part of serving our city. That's what Jesus did right here in Luke chapter 4. He sent me. God sent me. He anointed me with the spirit to set at liberty those who are oppressed. And then now we are filled with his spirit and we ought to be about the same things. We ought to be about it. And so we say celebrate the good, draw near to the broken because it doesn't do anybody good 
to act like nothing's wrong. And that doesn't help anybody. But then that third piece of that serve the city for us, that vision out, that looking with Jesus in mature love, that third piece then is to participate. It's to participate in the future that God is building. And so racial reconciliation, reconciliation between people in general, regardless of their skin color, we have problems in the in the in the broader church. Um, and so do you just want to walk us through some of the things that God's laid on your heart yeah. in regards to this? Yeah, when I think about that, celebrate the good, right? Seeing the good first. I want to see the good first in people. So no matter who I meet, right, there's good in that person. Um, it can be at the very minimalist, they're made in the image of God. We can start there. Right. Even if it's somebody that's, you know, in jail and he committed robberies or whatever, and he's that in the very minimal, he's made in the image of God. So I can see him and say, there's good there. It's almost like, it's almost like if I'm his, if my daughter became like Bonnie from Bonnie and Clyde. All right. <laughs> I'm I'm still going to see her as my daughter. I'm still going to see good in her, and I'm still going to have love for her no matter what. That's how I want to see people. See the good first. I'm not ignoring the broken. Mm. Of course it's broken, but I don't want to shun away from it. I don't want to push you away, but I want to draw near to the broken with discernment, right? Yeah. And then, to Mitch's point, participate in the future. What is God doing right now? He's making all things new. That's where we're that's where we're headed. So I want to participate and I get to. He's allowing me to. That is that right there is a privilege. And we should rejoice in, in that. You know, just that right there we should rejoice. So some of the values, you know, that we would have at, at here in at V three is it's only true if it's true. That's one of them. And what does that mean? It's only true if it's true. Well, Am I doing the, am I actually doing the work? Am I actually getting involved in a city group? Am I, am I, am I actually praying? Or do I just say, oh, I'm going to, yeah, yeah, I'll pray for you. But I'm actually doing it. It's only true if it's true, right? Um, another one is, is be who you say you are, right? Be who you say you are. If, I'm, if I say I'm going to do something, then I'm going to do it. Right. If I say I'm going to pray for you, I'm going to do it. I'm going to join a city group. Right. I'm going to join Growth Track. I want to learn more about the the my gifting, whether my APES gift. You know, am I a prophet? Am I a shepherd? Okay, let me grow in that gift. Let me mature in that. And that's that's on your your way to mature love. Right. So, and then another one is. And I love this, and this comes actually from Philippians 2, 2, 3. Now, I'll read it really quick. Um, Actually, I'll start in in Philippians 2, but it's 3. But it's, therefore, if any is any any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy fulfill my joy by being like-minded, that's unity, 
having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, here it is, let each esteem others better than himself. So, having a high view of people and cultures, right? Having a high view of people and cultures. If we had a high view of people, we would see a lot more unity. We wouldn't see division amongst amongst races, amongst political parties, amongst nations, right? I would I would look at other nations, China, Japan, and I'm like, you know what? I have a high view of their culture. There's a rich culture, right? And I have a high view of their culture. You might have different beliefs, but I have a high view of people and what they believe, okay? I have a high view of that. So that's a starting point. When I think of, um, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King and and some of the the quotes, one of my favorite quotes, and I'm going to read it, um, is the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. And so for me personally, I always want to be on the right side of history, right? I want to, and I want to, when I see others, the things that happened, the Capitol building, all these things that happened, you know, I'm not condemning those people, Right? Because I have a high view of people. So I'm not going to just condemn them. I have a high view of people. You know, so I think Dr. Martin Luther King would say peace. Love. It starts with love. It starts with having a high view of God, first of all. Right? First before anything. Right? And I'm preaching this Sunday about ordered loves. And I might say a little bit is there, but... You know, having our our loves rightly ordered, Augustine talks about this, right? He speaks on this, about his rightly ordered loves. We love things, and it's okay to love things. Yeah. He says if you love material things, okay, great. But love the person who made the material things first, right? So if I, oh, I love my car, man, it's so awesome. But I don't love my car more than God. I don't love my football team more than God. I don't love my basketball team or my hockey team more than God. I don't even love my my family or my spouse or my wife more than more than God. That has to be and how do you get there? You ask God. If you need help with that. Right? So I think destroying our idols is I mean there's there's so much to dig in here, but uh you know I, I think the, the, the start is first seek thee the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, and everything else will be given to you, basically, is, is what he's saying. So first seek ye God, and then everything else will be rightly ordered. So do that, everything else will be ordered correctly. And we're not doing that as a nation. We're not doing that um, in a city, but we're trying to mobilize. That's how... Christ can transform this city. He uses us. But if we look to him first, the city be transformed like that. Yeah. Amen. You know, as you were talking about that, it reminded me of a couple things. 
you know, one of the things that I remember one of the very first things that, you know, when when I kind of woke up to all the all the things that were happening in our culture. And this is years ago now, but one of the first things I read that Martin Luther King Jr. said that struck me is that hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Darkness mm-hmm. cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Mm-hmm. He was a preacher. Yeah. So those those are things that are things that God said, mm-hmm. right? And when you think about that, you know the Bible the Bible speaks directly to this stuff, right? Ephesians two fourteen. For He Jesus Himself is our peace. He was He. You know, we you talked about it's only true if it's true. Jesus not only said, this is what I want for my people, he stepped out of heaven, he came to earth, and he himself became our peace, right? And so what it says there is he himself is our peace. He stepped out and went to the cross to make that way possible and said this, who made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. Verse 15 created in himself one new man in the place of two, so making peace. Verse 16, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And then verse 17 says, he came and preached peace to those of you who are far. So that's just, that's the heart of God. It's the father heart of God is that when you see people who are made in God's image, we have to be moved by that. I love so many times through the New Testament, it talks about when Jesus came and saw a group of people that he was moved with compassion. Mm -hmm. If we're not moved with compassion, if we can't sit down and listen to somebody else's story, we're, we're in a bad place. Yeah. And right now, you know, if we can just speak the truth into our culture, speak truth to power right now, is that we are, you know, you, the Bible doesn't say to think of others, as you read, more highly than yourself if you agree with them. That's not a stipulation in there. It doesn't say any, there's no stipulations to that. It simply says to defer to the other person. It doesn't matter if you're right. Mm-hmm. You can be right and be wrong. Mm-hmm. And so we just want to keep leaning in on the things that God has done because here's the deal. It's back to what we talked about. Built on the foundation, that is Jesus the cornerstone, mm-hmm. Ephesians 2.20. He is doing building a whole structure. Verse 21, who joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together. together. These aren't just catchphrases that we use. We don't say we're better together because we think it sounds good or it has good alliteration. (laughs) We say it because it's literally the things that God told us to do. Verse 22, you are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. We, We cannot be a dwelling place for God filled with the Spirit of God if we can't even get out of the starting block if we can't even get out of the starting block if we can't sit down and listen if we can't sit down and read and learn we'll t- we can 
we not can, even in the race. <laughs> not even on the track. Not even on the track. Uh, I, I love that analogy because when I think about on your mark, you know, and I, I was a track guy, obviously. Um, well, not obviously. Some of you know me, some of you don't. But, um, you know, I ran track since eighth grade and through college, and that's how I got my way through college is running the 400 meters and, I think about that, and there's four different parts to that race, right? But what's the most important part of the race? The start. <laughs> That's the most important part, <laughs> right? If I'm if I'm not even facing the right way, if I take two steps and I'm out of my lane, disqualified, right? If everybody's facing this way and my blocks are facing the the opposite way, oh, that's that's not good, right? Oh, man. So, I mean, that makes so much sense to us when we think about it that way. Yeah. For some reason, we struggle when it comes to life. And, and we know the reason because we're sinners. We fall short of the glory of God, mm-hmm. all those things. Mm-hmm. But one of the marks of somebody redeemed and adopted in the family of God is joy. Mm. Right. And so I, I'm, I'm not going to be joyful with this happening. So I want to wrap up here and, you know, maybe you and I can do some more. Um, talking about this and lay some more things out uh, on the audio podcast. Yeah, we can talk. We can talk all day about this. Cause, so, because I want to lean in farther and talk about how's Redeemer City Church. How does every member of Redeemer City Church participate in racial reconciliation? Mm-hmm. Because one of the things I think tires out the black community, and you can speak to this, is when we talk about it, but we won't participate in it. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, there's a there's a whole group in the church, not Redeemer, but in the body of Christ at large that isn't even on the starting block like we just talked about. Yeah, that that begins with repentance. But for for those that are are in the arena, but just for whatever reason, have not just not started to participate, there are things that that we have to do. There's things we have to do. And the first one is pray, right? Mm-hmm. I just keep coming back to um, Ephesians. And it says, um, put away falsehood in Ephesians 4.25. Speak the truth with his neighbor. We need to participate. We need to sit down with people who don't look like us. Mm-hmm. And... Participate, listen, learn, put away falsehood. You are aware (laughs) that there is falsehood on the Internet. We don't get our marching orders from CNN. We don't get our marching orders from Fox. We don't get our marching orders from anybody you follow on Twitter. We get them from the Word of God. And the Bible's so clear, so clear about what God's heart is in this matter. So he says... Be angry and do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Give no opportunity to the devil. Drop down a little bit more. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth. But only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. I love that. Don't grieve the spirit of God by whom you were sealed for their redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God and Jesus forgave you 
Or we could go on and on. Walk in love, not according to flesh. I mean, it's this is what God has laid out for his church. And so we're just scratching the surface of what mature love looks like. And so we're going to spend the next few Sundays talking about it. But we'll also record some bonus content, if you will, on the audio podcast. And we'll let you know when those come out because this is a conversation that, you know, needs to be happening not just when George Floyd happens. It's a conversation that we have ongoing as a church family, not just in Black History Month. We we might celebrate Black History Month, but we care about people as Jerome laid out for us all the time. Always. And if there's brokenness in our country, if there's brokenness in our city, we, the people of God, we, Redeemer City Church, draw near to that. And then we participate in what it looks like for God to redeem that. That's the, that's the why behind why we do anything as the body of Christ. So really powerful stuff. And it's chock full of scripture. It's the heart of God. Reconciliation is the heart of God. You know, I'll say this too. If you need help with guidance, if what we're saying is like not hitting, like I don't, how do you participate? How do I, what does that mean? Come see us. We're here every Sunday. You know, email us, call us. We're easy to get hold of. Um, and we'll walk you through it. We'll help you out in a tangible way. What tangible, people always say, what do I tell me what to tell me what to do like what can I do right like you say pray but so like how you know you can go back a few weeks and I did a sermon on prayer um, broke it down Jesus he, our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name he said in this manner pray doesn't mean you recite this necessarily but in this manner pray pray with looking up first Glory to him and acknowledging who he is first. Again, seek ye the heaven of, seek, you know, seek first the kingdom of heaven and then everything, everything is rightly is, ordered. So yeah. if you need guidance, um, we're here. We're always willing to to help with that. So, yeah. Amen. Yeah. So we, we pray, but then but then we take the prayer and we live it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's going to start. With you reading a book, it's going to start with you listening to people with a different perspective. It will start with you having dinner with somebody who doesn't look like you. Bring them to the table. We talk about that a lot. You know, who's at your table? It's really important. And so we have a lot more to talk about, and we want to do that. Um, but we're out of time for tonight. <laughs> That's too bad. Could keep going, could keep going. So we'll we'll let you know when we record some more of that because I do I want to I want to record a uh, a little bit of time on those practical steps um, mm-hmm. and give people some handles for that. So uh, any last words for us? No, just uh, go be blessed. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for uh, giving us your ear and. Uh, yeah, we're praying for you. Know that we're praying for you constantly. We're praying for you. If you're part of our body, we are always praying for you. And we see great things happening. 
Amen. we see great things happening. So we're excited for the future of 2021. We're excited for the city groups. We're excited where we're headed and the trajectory that we're headed in. So, um, but first, keep your vision on Christ. Mm. That's Amen. the number one thing. Amen. Yeah. Maturity. We're headed for maturity. There you go. Maturity in Christ. So, all right. Well, thanks for being with us tonight. Jerome, would you pray for us? Sure will. And we'll call it an evening. We love you guys. Father, we just, we love you. Um, glory to your name, Lord. Let your kingdom come and your will be done, Lord. Um, Lord, you have a purpose for each and every one of us. And we just want to live out that purpose, Lord. We want you to guide us in that purpose, Lord. And we want to be unified, um, Father, as a church, as a body. And we want to be in step with you, Lord, in this dance of life, Lord. We want to be in step with you, Lord. So we surrender to your leadership, Father. We ask for your leadership. We ask for your wisdom. We ask for your patience with one another, Lord. We ask for your compassion. For others, Lord, so we can see people the way that you see people, Father, fully redeemed. That's how you see him, Father. You see Mitch fully redeemed. You see me fully redeemed. You see the people of this church fully redeemed. But we don't see like that yet, Father, but we, we yearn for that. We want that. So, Lord, we just ask that you continue to lead us. We love you. We thank you, Lord. And in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Have a great rest of the week. We'll see you Sunday.